Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome to Second Wind. As you know, it's Joyce Buford, and I'm so happy to be with you this morning. And I thank you for being here this morning. Now you remember, if this is your first time, that this show is about women in transition. And primarily those stories about divorce or or death of a spouse or job loss, oh my goodness, that affects us. And that's one of the topics we are definitely going to be talking about today. But I wanted to share with you something new that's going on with me. I am in the big middle of creating my course And I am so excited about that. This course is going to be available for you. And I'm going to, of course, share it with you when it is completed. It's probably about two months away from being completed and offered to the cyberspace out there. But I'll definitely want you all to be part of, of, uh, the series and launching it. So I just wanted to put that on your radar so you might be a, be interested in doing further work with uh, me, and this course will be for the woman that's recovering, reinventing herself after divorce. So anyway, I'll keep you in touch on that subject. Now, let me tell you about my wonderful guest this morning. Uh, her name is Nancy Fox, and Nancy is the founder and president of the Business Fox. I love the way you use that name, Nancy. A business consulting and training company. Now, the Business Fox approaches businesses to develop and growth is grounded in providing professionals and business people with the skills to attract and build the right business relationship. Nancy is a passionate advisor on networking and building strong business relationships. She is also a speaker and a coach and works with individuals now. And, of course, has two awesome books that she has authored. One is Make Rain Without the Pain, and the other one is Network Like a Fox. So welcome, Nancy. I'm so happy you're with us today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Joyce, and everyone. It's great to be here. (laughs) Well, I want to know, you were at the height of your career, having a very successful career, and then all of a sudden, somebody came in and changed your day. So Tell us about that defining moment. You know, I always like to know people's defining, at least one of their defining moments. So would you share that with my audience? Yeah, yeah, it was really, and it's so funny, it's still so vivid, even though, I hate to say it, it was 20 years ago, I can't believe it. 
Um, you know, it was a four-year defining moment. So what I mean by that is um, I um, – actually, I, I didn't really even think I, – I forgot all about this. It's a weirdest thing. But I, um, I, well, I had just recovered from breast cancer, mm-hmm. and um, I got a new job, right? I, right about six weeks after I was done with my surgery – um, mm-hmm. You know, I was the go-getter type, you know, just go right back in the saddle. And I, and right. here, you want to hear the irony of this. Um, I just was recovering from breast cancer, and I was um, in the bra business. I was in oh. the bra I know. <laughs> the irony of it is ridiculous, right? So, yes. Um, I got a new job, um, you know, and I was starting it. And I knew the second I went into that job, I knew it wasn't just that the job wasn't what I wanted, but I knew that I was sort of no longer, I sort of felt like I've done this before a million times and I'm bored out of my mind already. And I just started this job and I went, uh oh, I'm in trouble. And for the yeah, next yeah. four years, I was trying to get back into um, something that I had outgrown. But I didn't know anything about growth or personal development or professional development at all at the time. I was like clueless. Um, and nobody, nobody was really talking about it 20 years ago. It was not in yeah. vogue the way it was today, right? Yes, right. And so yeah. I was really an outlier. I was starting to complain to my friends and, you know, and my family that I really hated my job and that I was sort of bored and I didn't want to travel anymore for the company. And mm-hmm. um, I just felt like I felt very, um, I felt lost. And I yeah. couldn't explain how it felt. And so I would go in, do my job, hating every minute of it. And I was, there was this underlying um, anger, like um, not angry at others, angry within myself that I felt I had, like I was stuck. You know, like I, yeah. felt, I felt stuck and I felt yeah. resentful. Not angry, it was more like resentment, right? Mm-hmm. And um, every day, and I was working in Manhattan at the time, so my commute going into New York was about an hour and a half each way every day. So it's exhausting, uh, you know, not only that, but now you're getting off the train and then you start your day and then you go home and you're exhausted and your family, you know, it's not like a pretty scene. So every day at lunchtime, I remember this, I would go out on 34th Street. For any of you who are listening from New York, you know, I'd go out and get a sandwich on 34th Street and I'd be in tears, like crying in the middle of the street going, I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit. Oh, it was yeah. really bad. Everybody I talked to said, hey, you know, just shut your mouth, be happy, you've got a six-figure job, shut up and just yeah. take the money and be quiet. And, like, why are you complaining? You're so silly. You could do this job with your hands tied behind your back. And I go, but that, I couldn't explain it. It was horrible. And nobody yeah. was doing, every, you know, the only career transition books out there were, you know, what color is my parachute, which was how to get the next job. So right. one day... Um, after a while, and I was going back and forth to like some not great places like Mexico City. Sounds glamorous, very scary actually. Um, and um, just yeah, getting so through that fun. smog is scary. Yeah, it's really yeah. bad. It's the airport's scary, and the whole thing. Yes. Anyway, so so I got to this place where you know I was just in in um, and then I I took this vacation with my family. And my mm-hmm. boss told me, and I was entitled to three weeks vacation. And he said, "You're no one. No one at the executive level ever takes a three week vacation." Mm-hmm. And he said, "If you're going to do that, you have to call in every single day at two o'clock." 
So every day, and there were no cell phones back then. So every day, oh. I'd go find a telephone booth and call in. Can you imagine? So this no. is really my life. Now, this is what really, so I was driven to, I got to have, I got to do something different. I got to do something different. And then one day God stepped in and did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And they closed my division. So I wasn't fired, fired, but they closed right. my division. It wasn't, huh. you know, it, but it just as easily could have been I would have been laid off. Or they might not have been happy with my, the fact that I wasn't so happy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, and, so oh, my gosh. Defining, so here was the defining moment. When I got, when I got laid off and I realized that I, I now had, I had, I was at a, I was at, um, I was at the fork in the road. And I said, mm. okay, better get the resume started. And I went, no, I don't know. Someone, <laughs> said, someone in my brain said these words, and I can remember, I will never work for anybody as long as I live again. I heard the words in my mind. Someone yes. spoke to me. And so mm. I swear, if you really get quiet and listen, you will hear what you're supposed to hear. Right. I knew it wasn't about me. I knew I was, what I really got, Joyce, is that, I had completed what I was supposed to do in that career. I yeah. was destined to be put on another path. I just had never heard of such a thing. And neither mm. nobody I knew had ever heard of such a thing. So right. I was in, I was alone. And for six months, I was sitting there vegetating, trying to figure out what to do. And I did a little consulting, but, you know, I knew it wasn't it. So mm. it eventually emerged because I took a course. That someone pushed me into, which I didn't have the money for because I didn't have a job. Hello. Yes. And um, I put it on my credit card. And I took the course and the course was a 15 day course. And at the end of the course, the last day of the last hour of the course, I heard the word in this course, you know, what is your purpose? You know, you will succeed when you find your purpose. And I went, oh, my God, that's it. I've been trying to do something for money, but not for purpose. And that's when mm-hmm. I put the pieces together. Ah. And, I realized, and I was, and I was being coached by somebody in the course that I loved. And I said, I think I want to do what he's doing. Can I do that? Mm. I went, yeah, I can do that. And that's how it mm. began. Ah. So did you continue working with him to help build your career in entrepreneurship well, he or coaching or what, what was it? Do. I don't know what your course was on. Well, the course was actually not even on business. It was about um, learning how to think um, non-linearly, which means like not like cause and effect, like, okay, if you do this, then you'll get. It was very learning more like how to think, how to see the world mm-hmm. in a different way, which I had never heard about before. Like to me, it was always, you know, strategy, execute, mm. strategy, execute. Yeah. So this was about really learning inside of myself. And so I had a conversation with him. And I said, do you think I can be a coach like you? And he said, Nancy, with your background and with your desire, the only thing it takes, these are the exact words he said, the only thing it takes to be a great coach is to be a great coach. Go be a great coach. (laughs) So he didn't coach me, but I did find a coach immediately to help me build the business. And that Mm. was, um, I was smart enough to know, and for all of you listening, if you are delaying getting the right mentorship because you think you're going to figure it out on your own. You're just going to take a lot longer and a lot more, spend more money and be more frustrated. And I'm glad I did it because most people who started coaching when I did, who didn't get the right mentorship went out of business, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Coaching is, 
uh, or being in that world, which we commonly call the entrepreneur world, is um, it is it's a challenging word, knowing a world, knowing how to maneuver and really get your name out there. Now, 20 years ago, it was probably even easier than it is now. Or maybe I'm just saying that. What do you how do you feel about that, Nancy? Well, in some ways. It was way easier then, and in some ways, it was way harder. And okay, here's what I mean by that. Back then, yeah. um, we didn't have all the tools of, you know, I remember my first website took, some, you know, I think it took eight weeks to develop, and you couldn't make any changes. <laughs> I know. It was insane. Oh. Insane. Yeah, yeah. And you have to, and you, everybody was on AOL, and you had to wait till AOL, you know, lo, you know, to log in. It took you half an hour. Anyway. Um, oh so getting your, getting the word out there was very organic and very, you know, face-to-face, one-to-one. It was very um, – that's how I became such a, um avid, you know, networker. And when I realized mm-hmm. that there was networking and there was networking, you know, I really – I created a new method for that, too, because I needed to be more systematic. But so if back then it was harder, but there were fewer people uh, – it wasn't quite as noisy – so today mm. we have way more ability to get um, to get out there, but it's noisier. So actually, right. you know, Joyce, I really want to speak to the thing that you're saying about getting your name and you're getting out there. Getting out there is only fifty percent of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- being recognized for being recognized or known is important but not more important or even maybe as important as attracting the right people to you. In other words, they have to really know why they're coming to you. They have to want you for something and getting the positioning and matching your offer with what people are really wanting, I think is way more. I mean, I'm sure there are, I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm as well known today these days as I was maybe three or four years ago in my market, but I don't care because, I I think that learning a, a better way to attract the right the right people to me with ease has been much more lucrative and much more way more rewarding. And so mm-hmm. you know there's a misunderstanding about visibility and social media and getting known. Getting known is great, but it does not put money in your bank account. It just does not. Mm. So yeah. I teach people the getting known, but more importantly, I teach them how to turn what they love and what they're passionate about. Like you can hear, I'm still passionate. 20 years later, I'm still loving coaching. <laughs> I love the people that I work with. And I love uh-huh. the way I work with them. In other words, I get to decide exactly how I want to work with them. I don't have yes. to do it only one way. So that's beautiful. Like if you get to design it your way that fits you, you don't have to go to every networking event in the world. Yeah. You can if that's what you like. You know, it's all up to you know who you are and what you want to accomplish. So um, I think that it's really important to learn how to turn a passion and your skill into into a to be able to monetize it. When people mm-hmm. consider going into business, they think that being known is going to turn into clients. No, that's not what turns people into clients. Business is simple. It's really simple. We make it harder. It's basically the exchange of currency for desired value. Desired, not perceived. Desired. They got to want the value, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So yeah. it's pretty simple, but people confuse things a lot in business. I try to make it really simple. Yeah. Deb, my question is, do, it, do you make it simple by being very clear about who your client is that you want to serve? Is that the simplicity that you get? I mean, that's a lot of work, just getting down to that and deciding where your heart is calling you to go. But well, that when is you're, true. when you're working and you're really in your, what I call the sweet spot of who you are, then I think that's where you're most authentic in delivering the message. Yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And most so is that the simple that you're talking about? Well, that's one, yeah, there are, there are, I call it the magic diamond. There are four touch points to really get at when you're starting a business. And I don't care what business it is. Like today, it's so noisy out there that if you don't start, look, if, take a look at Facebook, okay? Let's look at how Facebook started. If mm-hmm. you look back at the early history of Facebook, and even though Mark Zuckerberg did not intend it to be a business, Mm-hmm. It still was very well, it, it, it's in a great example of niche marketing. When Mark started it, all he cared about was getting huge um, participation and engagement only at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Then when he expanded it, he went to other Ivy League schools, only Ivy League schools, not all schools, just Ivy League schools. And then it was Ivy League schools in the United States, and then he went to high-end schools in Europe. And he expanded, but it was always college. Only Mm -hmm. after he got his niche market well penetrated did he expand outward. Yeah. But he was smart. He knew, if I get first, let me get Harvard. Then let me get every all the other Ivy League schools. Then it's going to be elite. Then every other college is going to want to come on board. See, he knew that. But mm-hmm. he wasn't afraid of that. But most people who start a business, they just are so afraid of missing out on a potential client that they don't realize that it's harder to get traction and momentum and to get credibility and to get clients, actually, if you're not specialized, especially today. Mm-hmm. So dialing, so the four points are you're gonna have, you have to know exactly who you want to work with and who you're, who you're right for. Um, mm-hmm. What the critical problem is that you're going to help them with? One problem, not eight, one, main <laughs> one. Then you can have others, but one. And then what your solution is and what the outcome they want is. If you get those four questions answered, you're well on your way to having a good foundation for business. Most people do it ass backwards and they put up a website, right? What's the first thing yeah. they do? They put a website. Up. What the hell? You don't even know who you're talking to. Right? Yes. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Okay, I can put my own website up. And see, today you can do it for free, you know, practically, and you, and it looks like like it's free, and you're speaking to everybody, and it reaches nobody. So what good is it anyway? Right. Yeah. I'd rather people do the homework up front, get it right, test it out, and then launch it. What? I don't see the point of, you know, putting a website up before you know who you're talking to or what you even want them to know about. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I've probably made at least three or four of those mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all? (laughs) In creating my, my real passion and, uh, 
once you find it, I think, you know, even when you veer off of it, it pulls you back into where you, where you actually need to be. So anyway, but I'm thinking of so many people that go into the coaching profession now, needing the skills that you mentioned, networking and, and the other, um, skills that complete the business. But one of the things, one of the challenges that I see for people when they're making career changes, when they're making really a career change, for me, it was that I'd been at a children's museum and uh, as executive director, and I had gone through a divorce. And so then I went into coaching after about a year of pursuing my own healing. Um, and, but I really didn't have the business background. I didn't have how to make it a business. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a perfect example of what you just talked about. Don't do so, but the, the other thing that I want to share is that I did that in my fifties. Uh-huh. So more and more professionals are entering this world um at a later state so a later age yes so, so what do they yeah so what do they have to face when they decide to go into the computer world versus face to face well um the first thing is i think that this is really bringing up a great point because um, and I know people really, most people really just want me to give them a checklist. Okay, do this, do this, do this. But really, the, the really most important thing that needs to happen as you embark on this journey, and by the way, there are so many people at that, at this stage of life that you're just identifying, Joyce, because of there's this huge shakeup in the job world. Forget people who have been out of the job, you know, market for a long time, or maybe right. never really. Um, even people who have been in it forever are, you know, dealing with tremendous ageism and, yeah. you know, it's, it's really rampant and I never would have expected it actually because it's illegal, but it's, it's happening. And here's my philosophy on that and how I think it would be really great for your audience to really get serious about looking at this differently. So mm-hmm. first, it's not about you. What's going on out there has nothing to do with your competence and your ability. You may not be um, familiar with or experienced at or educated in business per se after coming out of a long-range relationship. But, hey, listen, if I move to Japan tomorrow, even though, you know, um, you know I've got, my, I've got a, a bucket of skills, I still mm-hmm. don't know how to speak Japanese. I still have to start from scratch. So what? Right. So what? Right. So the first thing is just instead of, you know, focusing on what you're not good at and fearful around it, just say, you know, to yourself that this is such an amazing opportunity for growth and development and you learn what you learn. You know, you learn, mm. you learn. It's a learning, it's a growth opportunity. It's almost like um, when I started my business, I was I didn't have the title. I couldn't put my title there anymore. I didn't have anything to stand behind. I felt very... <laughs> exposed and I mm-hmm. didn't have I might have had business background but you know what it didn't really 
it doesn't teach you how to start your own business without resources given to you. You have to find it. You have to do it yourself. So um, you have to let go of all of the, you know, why is this happening to me and, you know, it's not fair and all of that. Like, you know, it right. really has to be a, a mindset shift. And I mm. tell that to all my students, that the most important thing to work on first is your mindset. And I and truthfully, I had to do it too because I was the most negative <laughs> you know, you come out of the corporate world and you're, you're just, it's so toxic in there and you're mm-hmm. just um, filled with, you know, gunk. And it, I used to call it, I had to wash the corporate patina off of me. And it was true. <laughs> I didn't have as much compassion for people. Oh, it's horrible. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it was a transition, right? And yes. Out of it. But see what came out of it? Learning to love not being so great at everything. You know, learning mm-hmm. to love not knowing, learning to really appreciate and embrace the learning process itself was remarkable. Like, I just thrive on, I, I you know, I can have a bad day and say, I, you know, this is terrible. I hate, I hate that I don't know this. I hate it's not kicking in. But truthfully, underneath, I sort of love the challenge of it. And if you mm-hmm. sort of lo- look at it that way and realize you're in growth mode, so right. for those who are really, really... The first and most important thing is to let go of the past. And Mm -hmm. if you don't let go of the past um, and just really focus on creation and the future, you're going to be haunted. And I hate that for people. And Mm -hmm. it will actually, it will prevent you from having results. So one of my, my most recent students, you know, it's interesting. She um, also out of a divorce, you know, and there were lots of, there were lots of um, right, um, Nancy. I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you hold that story because I don't want to interrupt it. And we're going to a break, and okay. so I really want the value of that story to come through. So the one thing that I'm taking away so far is, of course, that. Nobody likes change. And when you go into, you quit one career or you live one career and you go into another one, it's about just going with the flow of the change, which can be for some people more difficult than for others. But it's so beneficial that on the other side, there's so many new things you'll learn and and ways that you'll really enjoy the growth. So we are going to be back with Nancy to tell us more about that transition, give us her story, and also talk more about mindset. Great. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. 
TokiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Thanks for coming back. We are, as you know, talking about talking with Nancy Fox, our guest today, and she's giving us some great information about transitions, about career change, and all of the challenges that brings and all of the joy that that brings as well. So, Nancy, just before we went to the break, uh, you were getting ready to tell us a story about one of your clients. Yeah, so um, this was really interesting because when I began, you know, of course, we're, you know, the purpose of working together is to help her build a business, and we were pretty, there was an arena that she was particularly interested in, which was fine, but the what it was going to be and what was going to get covered and how the, what the focus would be and what the exact niche would be hadn't been, hadn't been you know, mapped out yet. Anyway, we got into the discussion, and what I began to realize is that there was a lot of old, um, old stuff, history, family stuff, money stuff that was really in the way, and um, not even, not even really, she wasn't even present to it. And I said, "Listen, we can't do one more thing on a business until you get that stuff cleared out." And she said, "Well, why?" And I said, "Because." You're going to drag it around into every decision you make, every client, potential client meeting you have. If you don't get that old stuff, you know, handled and cleared out, you're not starting with a clean slate. You're dragging all of the toxic, you know, upset, resentment, um, resistance into a new business. That will not generate the flow of abundance that you're looking for or prosperity. It will not, it will, it will hurt you, not help you. So that's what I mean. You've got to really, um, one of the first things I do with folks is to really work with them on their mindset and look at some of the programming that they've been 
that they've that's been hardwired in for you know decades. Then we can clear yeah. out and create new, right? Then you can start mm-hmm. with a, you know with a business that's fresh. And I realized that that's sort of what I did with my own situation. Unknowingly, I said you know I started the business part, but I started to see that there was stuff not working, and I I did get the personal and professional development, and I worked it for five years at least. And mm-hmm. it, it was very helpful. I, I don't think I would be the coach I am today without that work, for sure. Mm-hmm. Or the business person, for that matter. Right. It's sort of like cleaning your house around money manage, money issues. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, money, sales, performance, everything. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you officially take the uh, coaching course or just did you have the background? You know, um, that is a great question. Um, I started with Coach University at the time. And Mm -hmm. when I got into it, I realized it was a very elementary program, probably, you know, I was bypassed that for, you know, in many ways in my, as a, as a business leader. And I had coached and mentored a lot of people. However, I spent a lot of time listening to uh, actual coach training sessions on tape by mm-hmm. the original founder of Coach University, who was Thomas Leonard. And he oh. was brilliant. Yeah, and I, I actually was uh, in a course with the real Thomas Leonard before he passed away. Really, mm-hmm. man, I mean, he really pretty much is the founder of the coaching profession as we know it today. So I listened to a lot of his work, and I listened to a lot of the leaders, Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor and, um, yeah. oh, many, many, you know. Great. Um, at the time, there were new coaches like Laura Berman, Fort Gang, and I listened to a lot, a lot, hours and mm-hmm. hours of tape. And, mm-hmm. um, and truthfully, hey, guys, if you, if, if, even, just doesn't matter, even any service part of a business, in the beginning, you're not going to be as great as you will be. So you start where you start, and you get better, and you keep learning. They told me this, that you will start to see, after you have your 100th client, you will see a vast difference in your coaching. Like, 100 clients? Are you kidding me? I don't even have five. <laughs> yes. I said, that's like a million years away. And you know what? It wasn't. It was not because... You know, once you get into it, there's, you build a flow. But you have to learn mm-hmm. how to actually, there's a difference between coaching and a difference and the business part of it. So you need to right. learn, you have to have both. Yeah. Now, in the beginning, I'm assuming, Nancy, because it was 20 years ago, is that right? Yeah. You were more one-on-one, in-person, networking, yeah. in developing your coaching practice. Correct. Or am I wrong? And Correct. since then, yeah. you've kind of transitioned with the way I see coaching going, which is through the Internet. So yeah. that gives us great freedom in being able to go wherever we want to go and be able to reach our clients. Absolutely. I, I do. my The way I work with people today, um, my program is a hybrid, so they do get they do get um, a component of individual coaching with me, um, but it is online. A lot of it is online or virtual, and so mm-hmm. I'm able to, you know, help more people. Um, yes. But still give people a very high-touch experience. Mm-hmm. There are many, many people out there who do only, you know, self-study programs. I'm just yes. a different kind of coach. 
And so I work with pretty much, you know, people who are who want to be high performers, who want that individual kind of feeling. So they get personalized, but it's pretty selective. But you know, you can do you can create the business the way you want to create it. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I do a lot of speaking, and I go on. I go to different events to speak. I've been, you know, asked to speak at different events. And I'm selective about it. I get to choose. You know, in the beginning, yeah. you take. You know, you feel like you have to take everything. I don't buy that philosophy. I think if you set your intentions, you're going to create it the way you want. If you start to let, you know, the psychic vampires decide who <laughs> you want to work with, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. And that's not what a business should be for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. Right. Joyce, can I just say one more thing? Oh, um, please I do. This is really important for your for your listeners. Um, I really remember the very first time that I said no to a potential client. And I want mm-hmm. you to know that it took like an act of God to do it. Believe me, I was so scared. <laughs> and I was on the phone with this woman who wanted to work with me. And she wouldn't work with me at the price that I wanted. Uh-huh. I set a goal and I said, I'm sticking to it because mm-hmm. my coach and I discussed this. And he, and he said, if you yield, you will be telling the universe you're not worth it. And I went, okay. And so my next candidate, you know, was trying to um, negotiate with me. And I said, there's no negotiation. It's take it or leave it. She said, I'm leaving it. I said, okay, I wish you well. Then, you know, that was it. And we had, I said, uh-huh. listen, we're always going to have a relationship that's fine. You're making a, you know, you're making a decision. I respect that. And because I made that decision, every client thereafter was a higher ticket client. Really? So the universe just Say stepped no. up and supported oh, you. Oh yeah. I, I was determined to not be um, a, I just said, I am not that. I, I want to create the business the way I want. I know what I'm worth. And if they don't feel I'm worth it, then they're not really right for me. The right ones will come. And I, the right ones did come. Mm-hmm. But you have mm-hmm. to believe yes, this is the thing. People are so scared about that's why your money issues have to get handled. They have to be re, retooled, re, re-educated because your money fear is going to step in and stop you from being who you really are. And mm-hmm. you have to teach your brain how to see yourself differently. This is the this is the work. You have to learn how to do that because as soon as you tell one person no when they're not right, the right ones start to come. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't believe it until I really thought, oh, it's really nice. Sure. But I said, <laughs> okay, listen, my way's not working. Why don't I listen to my coach? And I did. And that's how it worked. Right. Now, how did you decide when you were working with a coach, which one you would work with? If we're really saying to people, go get a coach so that you can progress faster and smarter and with more confidence. <clears throat> How did you uh, select your coach in the beginning? Well, you know, that's a great question. A lot of it is um, there's an intuitive part. Do you resonate with that person? Have they accomplished what you would like to accomplish? Do you feel yeah. like you can really be honest with them? Are you willing to be honest with that person? Um you have to be ready, willing, and able to do the work. And mm. I've had some really outstanding coaches, and I've had some really, really lousy ones. But here's the wonderful thing I want to tell you guys. Even the ones that were lousy, I, I made up my mind, and this is the mm-hmm. key. I made up my mind that every single person I worked with, I was going to take an important nugget away. Mm. And I did. 
even mm-hmm. it, like even one of, one of the coaches that I absolutely was abominable, and yet I got one great idea from her that made me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. And she wasn't a good coach, but she she triggered an idea with me that went uh-huh. that turned into a lot. But the real uh-huh. thing I want you guys to take away, and I, I'm going to say this again: the right coach is you being the right coachee. You understand, like you have to make up your mind that you're not going to depend on someone else to be your savior. You have to be really, really willing to be successful and to do the not just to work hard. Working hard, yes, that's the price of entry. You have to be truly willing to um, be successful and to be open to the things that are it's going to take to be successful. You have to make a decision that even when it's hard, you're going to stick with it and not give up. I think the number one reason that I'm still here 20 years later and still making a wonderful life and living Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to talk about rich. I mean, I hate that word, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like really making yeah. the money that I know I deserve and want mm-hmm. um, is because I never gave up. I refuse to ever say it's over. I just wouldn't. I love, mm-hmm. I said, this is my, this is my life. This is it. It's my purpose. So at some point it's going to kick in. Now there have been right. ups and downs and ins and outs, but I've always known I've been on track. Mm-hmm. And when you when you are not sure if you're on track, you need to get help to get on track. And a lot of times we can't do it ourselves. I couldn't. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I think um, sometimes people would have a difficult, particularly the higher they were in the working ladder of a corporation, that they might have time thinking they needed the coach. But it's the it's just the sheer how do you maneuver this world that is so important as well as the right coach that's going to say the right thing that will spur you on and um, answer your questions as you go along. Sometimes I've stayed too long with a coach. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's good to love. That's good to know. Like at some point when it feels wrong, you have a conversation with the coach and you get it handled and you really explore uh-huh. that and you say, you know, here's what's not working. How do we fix this or how do we right. upgrade it or how do we get it back on track? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to say, why isn't it working? Is it me not working? Is, is, where is the, where is the disconnect? I've spoken to people who, you know, I'll, I'll say to them, um, you know, uh, we'll talk about the solutions that they're looking for and they'll say, well, I've worked with a coach before and it didn't work. And I said, well, tell me about that. And they'll mm-hmm. say, well, this one, this, and this one, that. And I'm going, well, what's the common denominator here? And really, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you know, um, if you make up your mind that you're going to get something from every single person you work with, you're going yeah. to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Like I, I learned that a lot in my own, that's one of the lessons that was really hard. Like we are, in, we get to create, we're the creator. Everybody mm-hmm. else is just our, is like a support tool, a support system, uh, an encourager, a cheerleader, a guider, an information provider, but we're at the source of our own lives. And unless we are willing to take responsibility for that, we're going to be struggling and complaining and frustrated. And the source of, I think the source of real peace is believing in yourself enough to know that you're going to have the answers you need. And if you listen really carefully, you get them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Um, there's a new thing that I see developing in the coaching world, and I'd like your insight on this, Nancy. Um, as the skills are not always at the level, um, everybody's skill is at a different place. <laughs> Let's say it that mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. so um, I, w- I entered the technology world with limited skills. And I've seen more and more, which I really like because it helped me, more and more support in that area. So how do you feel about what needs to be done by you and what needs to be done can be done through the DEN for you, for you system? Did I say that so you understood it? Yeah, I totally get it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Well, um, I've hired, I've hired done for you people and I've done it myself and I know, Mm -hmm. I know that it can be frustrating. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a blend. I think no, there's no one right answer. Um, I like, I'll tell you this, the things that I I will, I remember vividly saying, I don't want to do that myself. I'm hiring it. And there's, Uh I have a virtual assistant who has saved my life. Mm -hmm. Um, there are things that she te- she does technologically that I just don't want to be involved in. I'm in the business, uh, you know. When you start a business, you're supposed, you know, the the whole idea of this. One of the books that I read early on that I thought was, you know, an essential was the E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, and it really says, you know, you need to be working on your business, not in your business. And I think that that's sort of the guiding light that I I sort of follow. You know, there are certain things that I'm best at, and I need to spend my time at. And then there are things that my um, assistant takes over because she's just really fast and better at it. And you have to be willing to, you know, if you're going to divert your attention, make sure that it's going to pay, it's going to pay for itself because, you know, those are important decisions. And that's what Uh I mean. Like I think when you start a business, you have to be willing to invest in yourself, in your Mm -hmm. learning, um, in certain basic tools. Now today we can get up and running in a business pretty cheaply. Whereas years ago, you couldn't, if you were going to start a brick and mortar business, you really had to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to get going. We don't need that today. So it's a great thing. But if we're going to come at it from a really, um, um, there are people who tell me they're just not going to spend anything on their business and they're going to do it as cheaply as they can. And it's like this whole attitude where, you know, cheap in, cheap out, you know, Mm -hmm. so I just don't subscribe to that. I just do not. I think I was willing to um, be judicious but um i believed you know in getting quality i believe in quality i mm-hmm. believe in quality right I don't right well that's cheap, cheap cheap is not my cheap is not my cheap is not my road i believe in quality <laughs> and i believe in high performance and i believe in you know and i believe everybody is a high performer in their own way and they just need to learn how to tap into that yeah yeah um Yes, I um, I have also used outside uh, sources to help support me naturally. One of the most difficult things that I ever did was a launch with Jeff Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I went, oh my! And it, actually, I didn't complete it. To sad to say, but um, because really to ha- do a launch so intricate and so involved and a lot of the people in this course were doing the work themselves and um um it's more about the emails so everybody's going 
you know, you've got to build that email. So when I heard that it was the first three of these launches that you would be doing, promoting a course or a book or something like that, you or a coaching program that you would like to share with someone, then then the most important thing is the list that you can reach more people. And um, when I thought, and so this instructor that was breaking this down for us, this small group, he said, well, it's going to take you at least three or four launches to get your list because I have a small list. And he said, it's going to take you about three or four times. And I went, the thought of going through this three or four times. (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah. I'm familiar with, that method and I rejected it. There are many ways to skin the cat. Okay. And yes. I believe in simple. I believe in, um, you know, as simple a process as possible. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, so I, you know, I, Amy Porterfield, who I adore. Um, yes. I, I like her too. Great, but when I took her, you know, I took her course on webinar course creation you know, uh-huh. mostly for my own information and edification, just to see what she was teaching. And she's very good. I didn't even finish that course because it's also very involved. But, I, you know, mm-hmm. there are people who do it. I've, I've done a lot of webinars myself. So I just wanted to see what it was what was entailed. But um, at the very beginning, there's a whole 90-day list-building part of it. Now, yes. I've built a list over the years. But, you know, I want to tell you guys something. Um, the hardest thing to do is build a list. And there's no way around it. It's, I don't care, you know, but there's a way that I've done it. I, I wanted to transition my niche audience um, over the last three years. And I hired the done for you people. That was a mess. You know, that didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, was looking around for a method. And the way that I'm doing it now um, in, mm, let me just calculate. Uh, it took about six or seven months. Seven, eight, mm-hmm. no, seven or eight months to build a 2,000 person list in a new niche. And yeah. um, I, I found an easier method. And so I think that um, the, there are some methods that are very complex and you mm-hmm. like, and some people love this method and they just swear yes. by it. So there are a lot of different ways to, to skin the cat. You got to look around and find the ones that really fit and when you do, um, that's, I believe in simplicity. The simpler, the better. I like fewer steps. I don't really like sending out a lot of emails. It's very laborious to me, and I wanted something simpler. So, um, but that's me personally. You know, there are other people who like that stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm happy to, you know, share with people my experiences about different courses I've taken, but it's just personal. You know, and I'm only yeah. going to say, and I think Jeff, well, and I think Jeff is a fabulous guy, and he's really, really smart. And he wrote a great book, and I wrote the book, I read the book, and I have the program, and all of that. And <laughs> you know, there are things that I think have been fabulous, and then there are things that I think have been right for me and have really worked very well. Right, right. Well, the message here is, if you all are hearing us, that understanding the market you're going in, not it's not one fits everyone. It's no. very individualized as to once you get the basics of your audience and the critical parts, uh, problem that you want to solve and the solution and the outcome. Once you do that work, which Nancy has shared with us, then the next thing is understanding how you want to get to those people and gather those people. And, um, that's another study in itself. Um, 
Jeff Walker is a great guy, such a nice man. But um, what worked for him back many, many years ago when he started maybe doesn't work for everybody today. So, but he's got a large following anyway. So anyway. Yeah, he does. And I'll say the following also that, you know, I like to teach my students a more simple method because they are um, over the age of 50 and, you know, we want to keep, we want to keep the technology as simple as possible. So. Right. Yes. I'm for that, Nancy. Yep. Yep. I'm over 50. I'm for that. (laughs) Well, you know, even if you're 45 today, you know, you haven't really gotten the same exposure to technology that the kids do today. And that's okay. You know, I started, you know, you learn, it's easier to learn it a little bit along the way. But if you haven't, you still, you start where you start. You don't, you know, you get, you breathe, (sighs) breathe. You can learn this. Start little by little, little by little, little by little. And it does, and you can get help. And today, and by the way, we're working on something really cool because um, uh, I have a um, um, a marketing um, guru partner, and we are working on something really, really cool in the next few months that are going to help a lot of people, especially at this time of their lives, um, ah. on the solution part of technology and marketing. Yeah. So we're excited oh. about that. And we're, we're going to be announcing that pretty soon. And we're not going to be doing the Jeff Walker launch. We're going to be doing a really nice little simple launch, so watch us <laughs> do it. You know. All right. So I want you to tell my audience how they can get in touch with you, your website and and where how they can get directly in touch with you. Okay, great. So you can write to me email wise at Nancy at thebusinessbox.com. And you can also go to my website, thebusinessbox.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn and all of that. And um, if you would like get a little um, booster shot for how to get started um, in a business um, at this time of your life. You know, I have a complimentary um, um, webinar training, um, and you're very welcome to, you know, take um, advantage of that. It's free. Mm -hmm. Um, And www.thebusinessbox.com forward slash revive your career. TheBusinessBox.com forward slash revive your career. And one more thing. Um, I have a free Facebook group called Entrepreneurs Fired Up After 50. And <laughs> if you look it up, if you look it up on, uh, on Facebook, you will be able to access that. Okay. Fired After 50. I'm writing it and down. So entrepreneurs Fired Up After 50. Yes, yes. Well, this has been a great show. There's so much information. I know that my listeners will want to re-listen to this one for sure because it's a great tip. So, Nancy, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you for sharing your wisdom. Well, thank you so much for having me and everybody Seriously, I want you to know um, I believe so much in people and your, you know, the, the 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 power of people at every single stage of life is so awesome that I'm sending you amazing inspirational <laughs> energy. Believe in yourselves and to just start where you start. And I'd love to stay in touch with everybody. And Joyce, thank you so very much for having me. This has been such a pleasure. You are so welcome. And a real yeah. privilege. And kudos to you Thank for building you. such an amazing, amazing audience. 
Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I hope that all of you out there have this a fabulous week. Remember, you would determine your future. And be sure and listen to this again and go to Nancy's website, nancy at businessfox.com. Thank the you for being business. here. Yeah. The business, sorry. Uh, so thank you for being here today, and I'll see you next week. Great. Bye. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.